Right, so we spoke about last time what it means to daven b'chol v'achum. We spoke about the Twitter, which is an expression of the b'chol v'achum of the Yetzirah Tzayt. That is a way a person has to the Sanigal Hashem. And they spoke about b'chol v'achum as it applies to other things a person wants. But he focuses on the, the way to get that, what he wants is to do. And now we have to understand the second part. How does Twitter work b'chol nafshechem? Uh, a person's body to moisten nefesh for Hashem. Where does Tefillah require a person to moisten nefesh? So how does B'chol Nafshechem apply to Tefillah? So Nafshechem is not going to answer this. I'm going to explain to us the whole Yisrael of how Tefillah works. That's what he says in the last paragraph of Paragadah. understand the, compar- the idea of what the Pasuk says B'chol Nafshechem is referring to Tefillah. What it means to give Hashem a bracha. Or we have to give Hashem a bracha. On the contrary, we want Hashem to give us a bracha. So when you refer to Hashem and say, Baracha to Hashem, what does it mean? We're saying Hashem, we're giving you a bracha. Does it make sense? And it's not just a shayla chaltal. We find it's in the psukim already. For example, I'm supposed to bring some other. The Bible says, Vachalta v'savata, Vavayrachta Hashem alaykechot. And you have to give Hashem a bracha. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Lo'elam, Amin, Amin, whatever it is. Baruch Yinav, Shus Hashem, Ve'er, Harbi, Ke'etzi, Bezir, Ve'er, Asim, Sakim, which say, we have to bless Hashem. And we say, every day we say bracha, so a hundred times a day. Baruch Atah Hashem. I think a second, what does that mean? We have to give Hashem a bracha. Let's imagine you had opportunity to meet the God of the Yisra. So you're going to say, you're going to ask for a bracha. You want him to give you a bracha. You're going to say to him, uh, I'm going to give you a bracha also. Like, uh, that's the understand the idea of giving a bracha is somebody who is on a high level can be mashpia rachatana on a level. Why on the other hand? And even more than the psukim which talking about the idea of ask saying baruch in relation to Hashem. Right? But there's a first gemara in brachas. Rabbi Shmuel says, Karim Gadu, and uh, the Shechina crashed and spoke, and spoke to him, and he said, Bishmol b'ni barcheni. Bishmol, give me a bracha. So we see that, that's not just what Sukkim say, but we see in first in Manu Chazal that Hashem Kilo asked the person to give me a bracha. Further And then he says, V'chein kol nitzach mabeha, t'firus abrachas kolam sh'yosta ha'shetzak d'ayla, and p'yishchum v'sayim v'baruch. All the brachas we start, every Shavach said Hashem so is Baruch. So the obvious question is, why are we being Mubarak Hashem? Or what does it mean? Why is it appropriate? What does it mean for us to say Baruch to Hashem? Now, therefore, the Nefesh is going to explain to us the aside that what we think a bracha means isn't really the right translation of the bracha. Because the way we understand the bracha, then it's true, it doesn't make sense. It's like it doesn't make sense for asking a bracha to a god. It doesn't, definitely doesn't make sense for asking a bracha to Hashem. So what does it barich mean? Va'inyan? Ki imidas baruch. The word baruch ayna, lashon tehele v'shem. I'm not lashon of praise. Ki mo'yin shashom v'fiyahana. Most people think it is. It's like a way we praise something. And what's the drive for that? Shereka sh'amna v'yishmol. Yishmol b'ni barachayni. What? Uh, Chodesh Baruch Hu tells Rabbi Yishmael Kain Gadol 
Rachelli. So what does the Bishmol say back to him? He doesn't praise him. He doesn't say, Hashem, you said this and you said that, whatever it is. What is how, does it, how does the Bishmol Mavarech Hashem? He lies to him. He asks him for Necho. Sheikh Bishmol is Kaisho. He goes to Rachamecha with Eislecho. And the Kaisho is one of the things that he does. Where's the bracha there? That's a request. It's not a bracha. So how is that a, how is that a fulfillment of the of Hashem's tivity in bracha? That is more like he's saying, ask for something. And therefore, we talk about how Hashem gives the person bracha. Bracha, it's not one of the things which belong to Hashem because that doesn't need a bracha. Which means belongs to Hashem doesn't need a bracha. And that's like Gemara asks, So you see the concept of bracha is shayach to Hashem as well. Now, so what does the word baruch mean? Avra emes, this is the Yisrael of Shachayim. Emes is ki baruch berushay nashin vasefes v'ribri. To bevarech something means to increase it. Before we bring Israel, the Maral has a very nice explanation of the subject. That bevarech is to increase. And the Maral is like this. He says, you know that when we count numbers, we have units, which are 1 to 9. We have 10s. 10 to 90, we have hundreds. 100 to 900. That's the different uh, categories of numbers. Each is starting from 1 and going up, going up from there. So he said the concept of ribui, where does the concept of increasing something start from? It starts from two. You have one or something, and that's described, but it increases, now you have two of it. That's the concept of ribui is two. It says, the Marat. The Pasuk says about the firstborn. He's called the Bukhar, and he gets Pishtayim. He gets double. This is Marat. All the letters of Bukhar are the double letters. Base is two ones. Chaf is two tens and Reish is two hundred. So he gets Pishtai because the concept of Ribui, of increase, that's the idea of Bukhar. And if you think about it for a second, the letters Barech are exactly the same letters. Right? It's the increase. And therefore, on every level, to Mubarech to something means to increase it. Machayin Kachno Espir Kasi, when Yaakov told Yitzchak to eat the food he brought him to eat. It wasn't, Yaakov didn't say, take my bracha, I'm giving you a bracha. It means, what I brought for you. Or, Varech Eslach Mucha. In the past, Hashem will give a bracha to your bread. It wasn't that Hashem is going to bracha to the bread. It means he'll increase it. Hashem is not praising your bread. Hashem will increase your bread. And that makes sense. That the bracha is it's more of something. Over there, Amar Bakama Makaimus. That idea of a bracha is la'amshacha birkam. To draw down bracha or la'arakar birkam, to pour out bracha, la'isufi birkam, to add bracha. And therefore, vayim b'rayim ahem, that's part of the zar. Shabarach ata Hashem, which is the name of bracha, perusha, kamashmai. What do we say, barach ata Hashem? La'amshacha or la'arakar chayin, makar zechayin, yashmai da kodesh abricha kodesha. To bring down chiyos from makar chayin to the bracha we saying to Hashem. And as the Zara says, Avaz al-Khadr Hashem, Ve'inu be'ikon arik baranash, Ve'inu be'ikon 
Hashem is pouring down the brach with these words, and therefore he's doing he's not making bracha, but he's being mamshichat. He's drawing, so to speak, continuing the bracha. He's causing to increase. He's bringing down an extra level, which now increases what there is. Baruch means to increase. A number of times in Sarah Shabbos is the same thing again and again. Right? And therefore the idea is he wants to be Imam Sheikh he wants to, to increase something. So just like when Hashem says to us, the Nebuch Chaim Zrayah, Ubarech is Lach Bukha, Hashem is going to Ubarech Ubri, that means he's going to bring you, give you better bracha. It means they'll increase it, right? But the the idea of barach is increased. Now we talk about a person who wants a barach because he wants something to be increased. A person wants more trouble, a person wants more money, a person wants more slack, whatever it is. So if a person asks for a barach, it means that he wants the other person to, to wish him that these things should increase. And that's, that's in the concept of barach. Okay, so that's uh, the first thing we see. That to increase something, is to Mubarakat. It's also not for nothing that pools of water, right, which can hold more water, are called brechus. A brecha of mine, it's a pool of water. The, the, there's an increase that, 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 that's, that's there to, so to speak, to absorb or to hold the increase of how much water there is, that's called a brecha. As opposed to, for example, some which is living water, but never holds more. Whatever there is, just keeps moving, so it doesn't increase. Right. So that's the uh, that's idea of the word barach. Now, it doesn't answer the question yet. So, even if you explain it in the context, that's what barach means, and what does it mean in the context of Hashem? When a person stands in front of Hashem, it's a bracha. Baruch atzah Hashem. What are you trying to say? Hashem, you're increasing? We're increasing you? What does it mean? It doesn't make sense. Or same when the Pasuk says, Baruch inakshis Hashem. So, what, what does it mean? So, he says, Baruch doesn't mean to praise. So, the Baruch means to increase. Say that, I'm saying that too. But how does it work in context of Hashem? What am I trying to increase by Hashem? Now, just before you answer the question in general terms, there's a, a simple example of this. Is the Torah we say, What are we saying? Akadish Baruch's name, Yeshua Rabbi, Hashem's name, Mavarach, should be. Um, Mubarak should what should be blessed? No. The Shmir Abba should increase. The Arabah for more forever. So what do you want to increase? On the Imina Bracha that is Barak Shmai. Aina Kavana the Atmus Adn Yahid Barak Kivyaqa. We're not talking to Akadish Barak Kivyaq himself. That's above anything we can say. Allah any Kamash Abu Bazaya, the Kutchibrih was Hasan the Gaya. Hashem is awesome, it's hidden, the guy is revealed. Maki Atmos Ainsif Barakul, really Akadish Baruch himself, which we call Ainsif, Sasim because to him, it's hidden more than we can ever be able to understand it. And therefore, Ainach and Ainsif Bashem Shayim Klaal, we can't give it any name. Video Shemavar, I feel like it's a shadiot, we can't understand the Atmos of Hashem himself. Let's give a bit of a background for a few minutes, this is what he's trying to say. A name defines something you're naming in some way. Whether it's a person's name, so people know who you mean. I say Moshe, I say Yankee, I say whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about. So it defines the person they're thinking about. If I don't, then I can say a title about someone who describes it. 
It's very describing here is when it's very tall or with a big beard or whatever it is. It's a tire that describes it. And Allah doesn't describe it by his appearance, it's not described by his midas. The mass made, the Baal said, whatever it's going to be. And if people know, I mean, that's another way of describing somebody. Right? But the idea of a description is that you have a certain concept in mind, and if I'm describing something, I can give it a name. Right? Mesha'in Kain, something which I don't, someone, something I don't know, obviously I can't name who is referring to. When we talk about Shemus of Hashem, this is a principle of Kabbalah, but Nevesh Khan is using too. So, when you talk about Shemus of Hashem, you're talking about titles Hashem has. So, what are you referring to? This is what you said. Every title of Hashem is a way we see Hashem. We, we saw it as a little bit of Hashem also. We see Hashem as being a Kabbalah Tfila. So, we gave him a name and he's a Kabbalah Tfila. We see Hashem as being a Melech. So we give him a name of being a Melech. We see Hashem as being able to punish, or whatever it is, be a dying. We give him a name for that, a title that Hashem is doing chesed. We give him a name for that also. In other words, the name which we call Hashem in every sense, isn't that that's what Hashem is? We don't, don't we can't relate to it. But in how we see, so to speak, how we understand what Hashem is doing, so that's something we can understand, and therefore we give a different name to it. And therefore we find lots of different titles or names used in relation to Hashem. And the reason is, we his personal name, such a thing as the Shaykh. What it means is each one relates to a different aspect of what we see Hashem is doing. So if one example, sometimes the Kishbrach is sitting like a Melech, rather than he is judging the world. So that's the case, the name of Hashem is the Adon, the Master, the one who's in control. Sometimes we see Hashem acting with Mirza Gwur. So the name of Yerusha Kim. Sometimes we see Hashem acting with Mirza Chesed. So we say Kel. That means the name the Hashem acts with Chesed. And so on, all the names of Hashem. And they're not names, but they're titles based on different things Hashem does. Hashem acts for Chesed, which is Gvur, Hashem acts for Kayach, which is Gvur, and Hashem acts for. Let's say. No, no, it's the same year. It's still sphering people, that's no. So there are also descriptions. So every description of Hashem is a description of what we see him doing. That's what you can relate to. Even Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke, if you think about it, is a description of something we see about Hashem. <coughs> that is, Yudke Vavke is an abbreviation for Hoya Hoya Viyya. Just in the other one, the Yud of Yudke Vavke is Viyya. The Hay Vav is Hoya Viyya, and then the other one is for the Hoya. Okay. Now, even that, that Hashem is, was, and always will be, is only from our point of view. Right? We see Hashem as being something which is, was, and always will be. So we call Hashem that. From Hashem's point of view, there's no time. There's no is and no was. There's no present, there's no future, there's no present, past. You can only distinguish, distinguish between past, future, present if you're talking about something which is time bound. Right? So therefore, in our perspective, we call Hashem Hawaii. From his point of view, it's not that way. So Hashem relates to the way we can understand what Hashem is a certain aspect we see of the Hashem is doing, and that's what, that's what it can relate to. And that's what he says. When we talk about Atmos Ein which means Hashem himself, that's also we call him, we don't have a name for Hashem himself. And oh, we call him Ein So he explains that Ein Sof isn't a name. It just means something without limits. So the reason we can't give it a name is because a name is, a name is defining something is. But something which isn't limited, we, well, how are you going to define it? 
So he's just saying something with Adam and something which isn't isn't possible to give a shame. It's impossible to give a title to. And then we can just see a beginning of, sh- of how much the strength can do. We don't see the whole picture. Our answer is give a circle that's in Kokhasa. And we can't understand, we'll never understand the full range of what Hashem can do, the full amount of, what of, of Hashem's ability. And therefore, the only thing we can say about Kokhasa Baruch is that we know it's limitless. But by, by definition, therefore, we can't give it a name. We, don't, we aren't massing it. If you think about this for a second, Abbas, you'll see this is an interesting point. A person is only massing something, they can see the end of it. Because they can see what, the whole thing, then they can understand what it is. A person can't conceptually understand something, he can't see the whole thing. It's, if it's bigger than his ability to see, he can't see it. He doesn't know what it is. I'll give you a simple marshal. Go to any building, put your face right up against the wall like this, and see, I'll tell, them, tell them what you see. Ask what you see. You ask anything like this, well, I don't know, I'm seeing white. What is the white? As only I can see, take a step back, and I can see what it is. So I can see it's a wall. I can see it's a door. I can see it's a building. I can see it's wherever it's going to be. It's only from outside. Why? Because when I can see the ends of the thing, I know what it is. If it was just a vast expanse of white, I don't know what I'm looking at. I can't see the end of something, then I can't define it. I can say, yes, I can see a big white thing, I don't know what. So then I can see the ends, then I can say what I'm seeing. Right? And therefore, the same thing applies Kiriyach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. Hashem is called Enzev because we can't define him. Because you can't, there's, there's no limit. So we, we don't have a Mahalach to define something we can't see the limit of. We see we see something, we see that he's there. But how to define him, we can't. We just say Enzev, there's no limit. So we can't, we can't understand, so to speak. And obviously, no person can. Does a person, like, after a person dies, does any understand Hashem? Or even Still not. Is, what you can understand then is how Hashem ran the world. Hashem was shown. To be able to comprehend what's is not a physical thing. So we don't have a name for Hashem. What, what can we name? We can name how He deals with the world. Because that's limited, because the world is limited. So there's a certain amount of chesed put into the world, there's a certain amount of gvur in the world, there's a certain amount of mercedin in the world, whatever it's going to be. And that we can give names to, because that's something which we can see the extent of it. And that's what he says. Something which is little, if you can understand the idea of it. Then we can give it a title, we can give it a shame, we can give it a middle, whatever it is, because it's something which we can see what it is, we can see how it works. When we talk about different shamans of the Shabbat, we'll clap it things. That's only clap it the way that, like he says, that Rak Mitzani's Chabrusa Lodomis. The way he, he interacts with those things, and we can see the way that he's acting with them. But to see beyond that high, that's not trying to see. Whatever I want, what? What a show. 
So we call Hashem again the name Adon because we see him acting towards us in that capacity as an, as an Adon, a master. We call Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kel. We see him acting towards Chesed, and same with all the other spheres. The names we give Hakadosh Baruch Hu are clapping the way we see him, how he works with the world. But we just understand there's only one Nekudah. That's what we see. Hashem Himself, we don't have a title for. Hashem Himself, we don't have a name for. Now, there's an interesting question. Right at the beginning of the Torah. Right? The Torah starts the story of Bereshus. Also happened in the beginning. Fine, we need to know how things began. That's understandable. But the problem is the Torah starts in the middle. Right? The way Rashi explains the positive of Bereshus is at the beginning of the time when Hashem had created Eretz, the Shemaim, and seas, and uh, Ruach and everything else, then Hashem said Yihiyah. Then Hashem said Yihiyah. So we know the birth of Bereshus doesn't mean at the beginning Hashem created the Shemaim. The positive of Bereshus according to Rashi means at the beginning of the time when Hashem had created Shemayim, or it's Naim, Aish, or whatever it is, then Hashem said here. So the obvious question on this, I mean, Rashi explains it from the Shemayim, or the Psukim, the obvious question that is, so why didn't you start the story from the beginning? Why didn't you start the from the beginning? You're starting in the middle, so to speak. You're starting when things are already created, and what did Hashem do next? What about before that? What about uh, the step uh, with, with, when we did start the right at the very beginning? What, Hashem began creation with something. As well, we are in the middle of the story. There's more one answer to the question. For example, the Sona. The Sona says the answer is, is because before Hashem created light, there was, no, there, was no, there was nothing called time. Because nothing changed. As I remember, there's that approach of light darkness, light darkness. So now we have a cycle to measure time by. Because I can I can see how many cycles of light darkness there be, which are called days. But before that, everything was exactly the same. Nothing moved, nothing changed. So we're going to measure time by. There's no sun or moon there. There's no sun or moon, right? It's just light darkness. The cycle and the sun. Uh, but that gives me a cycle. Like what it says. Now, we have a look, we have a very look, we have a I can, I can mark cycles because each one happens separately. And you may have to count when it happens. But what happened before you what are you going to say? Hashem created the, the, the sky, Hashem created the land, Hashem created the water. When? It's not a yom of anything because it wasn't time yet. So you may have the Torah starts the story from when you can put it into the chronology. On the first Hashem created this, then Hashem created this, then Hashem created this. But those things which came before time, so we, don't, we can't say that Hashem created before something else. The idea before only means when you have a time man, this is before that. <coughs> there's no time, there's no that is meaningless. This is an example of the same idea. And that is therefore, we can't be Mechan Nechad himself. We can't Mechan something which we can't, which isn't physical, completely. What we can do is, we can look at certain ways Hashem acts, and then just focus on that and, and, and use those again. And that's the first one. How, how Hashem's names were. He hasn't answered his question of what it means to say Barcheni to Hashem, we'll talk about it next time. But he's got this side that he began with, and that is that the the way we can relate to Hashem is only for someone we can be massive. And therefore it's not Hashem himself.
in a certain understanding, we have the Hashem act in a certain way that we can understand, so we can give it a name. But what's our first part himself? That's too, something we can understand. As we understand that he is called Yahweh, understand that he exists. But to be able to, therefore, just like a person constantly extend to something, is that something we can define with Hashem? It's also around the reason of Yikabara that uh, if you call one of the titles Hashem is Ayn. Ayn isn't, because there isn't a name we can give him. But how are we going to describe him? How are we going to categorize him? We can't. And therefore that's the case. We only talk about the way Hashem acts. We can give it a name to because that can change. Sometimes Hashem is acting less, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's other mirrors, whatever it is. That we can define, we can see them. We can, and we can understand how Hashem is relating to us. But with that before, Hashem Baruch himself, we can't understand. We only, we're still in the middle of the discussion, but as she makes them, we'll see how that fits in to explain what you said before, and that is that, well, really two things. Number one, how does it Hashem? And number two, we're going to have to get to us, is how does it serve Hashem the whole nefesh? We really, really started off trying to explain. Okay. What's the connection between the serve and the serve? What is the connection between the serve 